0: This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino.
1: Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. Entertainment tonight um, and kind of a bunch of others and some podcasts and things like that. So it's been fun. Um, and I think there's just been a lot of interest in the show back then. I, I think combination of it having come out two months ago and the fact that we have a global pandemic um there's kind of like there's been a shifting away from it but yeah it hasn't really ever gotten too crazy for me personally but i know that the the final couples uh they've been kind of all over the world
2: all over yeah
1: okay all right
0: what's up everybody i'm back for another episode of the average savage podcast i got my co-host with me renee montgomery and our special guest today rory newbro rory how's it going it's going
1: how are you guys doing you know New
2: bros going. on the block, had a bunch of food, <laughs> makes me sick. Let's go. go, Rory, let's go. How are you, Rory? So, Rory, let's just start out. How are you dealing with quarantine life? How's it going? Like, what is that life
1: like? <sighs> I mean, it's, it. you know, I I actually got kind of flu-like symptoms early on before the official uh, stay-at-home order came, um, or especially like, because I live in Georgia. Um, So, I kind of self-quarantined for about two weeks, and that's right when the official stay-at-home started so I've been here for about you know about a month and a half I mean I definitely miss the gym and I miss being able to go out but you know it's it's a small ask (laughs) of each of us to do that and kind of sit at home especially now since we can do things like this you know kind of uh, remotely connect.
2: So were you able to get tested? I mean the flu-like symptoms is kind of COVID-like and I'm not saying you have COVID I'm just Mm -hmm. saying were you able to get tested?
1: No, I didn't even bother because, I, you know, I think the, the direction at that time, because the infrastructure was still being developed, was that if you don't have anything that seems critical or ICU, just ride it out and, you know, ride it out. It's like my motto. So I was like, all right, let's just do it. right? So <laughs> let's I just, just
2: ride it out.
1: Yeah, just ride it out. I just stayed at so home actually, and coughed myself a storm and on on I went.
2: So I actually did the same. I didn't feel any symptoms, but I just kind of self-quarantined and and went with it. That's
1: great. I mean, it's You know, honestly, I can't imagine this being tough 100 years ago, but now with all the technology, it's not that bad.
2: It's not that bad, honestly.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, Hey, Rory, Rory, can you give us a
0: little background about uh, where you grew up?
1: Sure. So I grew up in uh, San Diego, California. Um, So I was one of the beach kids. Uh, I actually went to college across the street from the beach. So that was like super fun. Um, And then I uh, I came out to Atlanta about six years ago start working in the games industry so I worked on um, four launch titles and then one or two video games that uh, didn't you know end up getting released so it's been a lot of time actually I mean basically the last 15 years have been in the gaming industry specifically uh, up until you know they asked me to be part of Love is Blind.
2: Okay so you mentioned uh, gaming so you went to UC San Diego correct? Correct. Yeah so you had a engineering a computer engineering degree so was gaming always the plan and you just fell into love? What
1: happened? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, so I, my dad helped me build my first computer when I was like three, which means that he did all of it and I watched. Um, but <laughs> it, it, once I got that set up, I started playing my first game. It was kind of like love at first sight, right? It was uh, being able to just kind of have differing challenges. And as an art form, video games are so expressive and interactive. Um, and so it's just so great to follow all of those over the course of, you know, last 20, 30 years that they developed. Um, and then I kind of just, went into uh, college expecting to be a programmer, um, and then I realized that I kind of have a knack for uh, camera work, and so I started doing casting and uh, game announcing for a video game company, and eventually got hired there.
2: Okay, so I'm an announcer, and I am very curious about game announcing. Okay, because I actually think it's interesting, because right now, you know, esports is going, like, taking off, because that's all yeah. we have. So talk to me, can you just announce a play for me if I come down, first I get a steal and this is on the game, right? Do you do sports?
1: Um, So I don't do any like sports games or sports, Um, but well, I, you know, it, it could be quite- You do today, okay? So today I just
2: got a steal and I went down and made it three. My name is Renee Montgomery, number 21. Let's hear it.
1: <laughs> you want play-by-play or you want color I
2: want, the play. I want I want whatever you got
1: because <laughs> it, be, it would be chair one or chair two depending but chair two would be the the, the play-by-play so it'd be number yeah. 23 renee montgomery yeah
2: 21 actually 21
1: 21 21, 21. Yeah. um okay Let's so we're get hopping it. The, We're hopping to the plate right now, and it's uh, 21-17 on the break. We're going to go into the halftime here shortly, but we see Renee breaking out here with 21 down the center. She's going to throw up a shovel pass, picking up all the way down to the end zone. She's going go to score, and that's going to break it up, and they're in the lead now right before halftime. woo <laughs> All you right, You got it, right! <laughs>
2: All right. Up two by
1: half.
2: <laughs> I just needed that to happen.
1: Boom.
0: That was After your job. quarantine yeah. chill. That was that was that impressive was my, right there. Listen, on the spot. I needed
2: that. I don't have, you know, we're supposed to be coming up with my season right now. So that was good. I needed that. I, I felt a little normal. I like
1: that. We'll <laughs> flash back to what times used to be like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, so what I know you were, I looked up like a couple of um jobs you had. So what what exactly is a game designer do? Or a game director, I'm oh, sorry.
1: Sure. Yes. I mean I I, I changed positions a lot. Um, So it was kind of like um, you know doing a lot of legwork and then moving up, and so I I started out actually um, as just like a a base entry level uh, you know community manager, and then I worked in products and marketing. Um, Then I moved into game design, and game design is you know if we use the example of football, game designers would say how many downs are there, how many yards per down, how many points is it when you do a point conversion, how far is it before you hit fourth down, right? Like the rules and the constructs that make the game what it is, and what rules are useful and you'll see a lot of this like especially I mean if we're using the example of NFL um, over time they've had to make adjustments to when referees can break it up if you're out of bounds or not like things like that have developed as people play the game more and it starts to change so a game designer is responsible for holding the constructs of the fun you're having and make sure it's fair and competitive but also still interesting and fun to watch Um, so I did that for about three years and then uh, moved into leadership which is more like you know hiring people to do that and then at a very high level what products make sense what games are popular right now how do we make money how are we you know what's our quarterly budget reporting to the board things like that just like can we run this business properly and keep players interested in our game that's kind of what a game director does it just looks at the overall vision of the the product itself decides what's useful what's not what markets are we going after um, and then is it playing the right way that it should could you tell us what what kind of
0: games uh, you work on
1: Yeah, Yeah, so the first game I worked on was uh, Smite, Battleground of the Gods. Uh, It's on PC, Xbox, Switch, and PS4. Um, And then I uh, started Paladins, Champions of the Realm as one of the lead developers. I did that for a couple years. And then I also worked on uh, Realm Royale, which ended up being number four on Steam Charts on launch, um, with over 100,000 people playing. So that was one of our biggest ones. And then I also worked on a mobile game um, called Bot Smashers that didn't actually ship, but it was going to be for iOS and Android.
2: Nice, that's awesome. Speaking of games, look at this little gamer over here. And we have an official complaint from a gamer. So he told me Mm -hmm. that Fortnite, so the, what is it? The game director of Fortnite, Needs to start connecting with the fans again because Fortnite is falling off. That is not you, but <laughs> you ever get another one that blows up like the other one did? Make sure you don't lose connection with the little guys.
1: Okay? It's so hard, right? Because they—I mean—they've been, you know, Fortnite's still relatively new. It's what like three or four years since they made the battle royale version, but mm-hmm. um, you know they've been doing an excellent job. I mean, there's—I think there's like over a thousand people at Epic working specifically oh. on Fortnite, and so. They've done he's an awesome job doing it. They're but,
2: doing something right. He's yeah, a he's it's a just dick. hard to
1: keep him interested every day, all day, all year for yeah. years on end, right? And There's always yeah. going to be things that you make a decision that might be a long-term decision, and it's going to suck in the meantime, and you have to muscle through, and then it gets to a better yeah. place. Yeah, so. and they'll
2: still play because he complains about it. As you see, he's yeah. still playing. All right, tons but of skins and
1: into, play. <laughs>
2: yes, they're going to play. But let's get into a little love is blind. How all right.
1: So I was one of the last ones casted. Um, they actually found me, um, I think it was on Instagram. They just sent me a message, one of the casting, uh, the, the casting agents. And they kind of told me the premise. Wait, so of, you
2: didn't apply? They, they no. found you?
1: Well, you think about it. If it's the first season, they don't want to be putting out lots of language around the show. right? They kind of want to keep it hush-hush. So well, they did a lot of legwork just finding people.
2: No, I know. So that's because I'm in the entertainment industry industry. So I get casting calls all the time about reality shows. So that mm. actually is a thing that reality shows do. But that might be why Love is Blind went viral, because they really found people organically. So that's cool. But yeah. finish your story. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. So I was actually against going. Um I said no twice. Uh they they kept pushing. <laughs> they really wanted me to what? go. So I was I think I think everyone was casting um because we shot the show in October of 2018 um i think they're they were casting for about nine months before that but i i was picked up i think a month and a half before we shot the show so there was a very kind of like rush when they you know we did a couple interviews and we did the whole process and they were like really on board they wanted me to be part of the show so i kind of w- went on it but it was i don't know i was against it at first but the idea was so fascinating and interesting yeah. that i was just like you know what let's just see what this is about So after saying no
0: twice, what made you say yes the third time?
1: Well, it was like, because you think about it, you have to take two to four to six weeks off from work. Right. And I was, you know, uh, uh, I was running a department. So it's like finding people to make sure that doesn't fall apart while I'm gone and, you know, training people and all that, like that. And it's like, you know, do I have enough PTO to do this? And, you know, so a lot of like real world considerations came into it Um, that it's like, you know, there's, there's definitely a wide stigma for reality TV, right? Like, is this going to be sensational? Is this going to be genuine? Like, how is this going to be casted? What are they going to use? And you also, you know, that you're kind of in there being watched 24/7. You know, do you? Are you yeah. careful about your vernacular? You know, are you going to like, you know, run out of sleep or get drunk too much once and do something stupid? Like, there's always and like ruin your whole life and your yeah, whole- like yeah. you're fired yeah. or gone. Your career's stupid. Screw this guy, right? You know. <laughs>
2: So I'm curious, did you, did she ever tell you, because like for them to come back to you twice, multiple times, did they ever tell you what about you made them really want you to be on the show?
1: No, I mean, they didn't really, they just like, please reconsider, you know, we'd love to have you and those kind of things. So I, I honestly don't know. Um, I I have to imagine there's probably some rules of engagement from a production team like that where they don't want to get too too much of their uh, puppeteering, right? They wanna make sure it's organic and they're not interacting too much with the people. So I don't know what it was, um, but you know, off I went.
0: Yeah, what did you tell work that, uh,
1: I'm curious, (laughs) you brought that up. (laughs) gotta go
2: fall in love.
1: (laughs) Well, I obviously, I asked um, kind of my close friends and coworkers what they thought, right? Like, is this something I should do? And almost all of them were 50-50, right? Half of them were like, it's once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, go do it, it should be fun. The other half were like, you're stupid, why are you even considering this? This is going to blow up in your face and you know, like all those things. Um, and I, I just told them, you know what, I'm just going to go do it. And you know, there's, there's a variable amount of time, right? Because the experiment itself was 10 days, but the following vacation and cohabitation um, was you know, obviously, it was two weeks living together and you had to get married and all that. So like, you're potentially having to take four to six weeks off uh variable right so you don't really know so i just said you know it's gonna be minimum two weeks and then maybe i'll let you know let's see you know
0: gotcha that's crazy so what what was like the first day like in the house
1: well so we got there and i think a lot of people were trying to just get their dip their toe in you know everyone's mm-hmm. like okay what is this people are trying to play it cool or you know like <laughs> laughing and looking at the things but um, it, I think what was interesting for me, cause I, you know, I've done like gaming events and things like that. Mm. I'm, I'm used to it having very much a structure, whereas this one was very much like, like they just released us like doves into the room and then just said, go right. Like it, it are, they're very, like find
2: roommates.
1: yeah, they're just like, Hey, this is the room. Bye. And we're like, what did
2: you know anyone? Like when you got there, did you see any familiar faces?
1: Well, we—I think we each had a producer, um, and so uh, I definitely recognized my producer because him and I were in contact uh, up until the show, and then I got to meet everyone else's producers and all the other people. But no, there wasn't any, really anyone that I was like I, that I knew beforehand. There were people that knew each other, but uh, I didn't know anyone. Wow.
2: So okay. So after they released you into the wild, like the doves you are, how many days did like did you start to did you notice one person right away?
1: Yes. Yeah, so uh my first date was with Danielle and we had a connection immediately. So the first day we did speed dating. So there were 15 guys and 15 girls and you had to talk to each of them, I think, for seven minutes. And so you just did like this all fifteen. And then right straight after that through. you would Yeah, straight through all of them. You just kept going. And so we basically do two sets of dates. We'd do morning dates and evening or nighttime dates. And so we do the morning dates. And we'd come back, and then in the afternoon, we would like make a list of who we liked, and then they would cross-reference our lists, and then we'd do nighttime dates wow. with some new people. And so it started out with 15, it cut down to eight, and then it slowly worked its way down to two. Oh,
2: Good. Like, So my question is, like, for instance, was there somebody that you really kind of knew that had a connection with someone else that maybe that's why you didn't pursue them, but had they not had a connection, would you have pursued them?
1: Um, I don't think so. I mean, I was kind of gung ho about Danielle most of the time, um, basically yeah. all the time. But there was definitely a lot of love triangles going on and some competitions. Um, and I found out at the very end that one of my best friends in the show, Matt, uh, was also into Danielle. So we had our own little love triangle and she had to choose between us at the end. And I think on the, the proposal day, Matt just got up and left. He just walked out.
2: Like just left the whole place? Yep, just left. What do you mean? Just left? Like, I mean, where did he go?
1: He he just left the building. He just got up, gave a speech, said, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play by your rules," and just left.
2: And that was the end of it.
1: Well, that was the last, It was the day of proposals, right? So he just didn't wow. propose to get married. Yeah. And just got up and left. And so, <laughs> I mean, I think uh, my uh, our, our love triangle didn't get aired. Obviously, um, yeah. I think they do have the footage still, but yeah, that's. I, I mean it was a it was an interesting one to find out that the I mean it makes sense right the people that you connect with would probably be going after the same women and you know, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That that bonus
1: episode then. We do. I think it was actually three of them. (laughs) Three of them. Yeah. I
2: would take all the behind the scenes because for the show to be so successful, you know, they obviously chopped it down at how they wanted it, but now that they know we like the product. Yes. Love is one. We want to see the behind the scenes. Totally. I want to see his love triangle. I want to see all of it. I want to see it all. I want to see Matt walk away. I want
1: to see it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, there were some good moments. What
0: what was that? What was that like? Were you like disappointed that? Did wait? Did you know? You didn't know at the time you weren't going to get aired,
1: right? No, I mean, none of us knew. I mean, the people that yeah. went on had no idea what it was going to look like or when it was going to go. They kind of just dropped it, and we had to you know roll with it, right? So, were you like disappointed when it came out and you weren't on it like fully? So, I mean, it was like a year and a half from the shooting yeah. to launch. Yeah, that's the launch. Crazy. So we had to wait. I mean, we had to be quiet about it the whole time. But, uh, you know, no, I, I was just like, okay, what's done is done. I don't have control over the final product. So I just kind of forgot about it. I was like, whatever, like, I can't control this. Let's just move on. Um, and then two weeks before the show aired, they dropped the trailer. And that's when I started, like, getting anxious. I was like, oh, yeah, that thing I did, I forgot yeah, about that. It's, it's- <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. none of us knew what was going to be in the final edit or how they could going to use it or how many episodes so um I, I was a little disappointed at first to see how everything got chopped up but I totally understood just because I didn't continue on and I didn't get married so obviously they have to you know if, if Netflix only wants 10 episodes and they're the publisher and they're paying for it then it's whatever they want to fit into 10 episodes and they certainly I mean I think the, the 10 days in the pods was enough content for its own season or two, right? Like there's just so much that happened there that they could have done that as a separate thing.
2: So I have a question. Are there any couples that you aren't surprised have made it like that you just knew like that couple had chemistry and that they were probably going to make the long, the long walk.
1: Yeah. So I knew, I knew Lauren and Cameron were going to make it for sure. I mean, they were starstruck from day one. Um, I knew (laughs) that uh, Matt or Barnett and uh, Amber were going to make it. Cause I spent a lot of time kind of coaching and, and, you so know, wait, how did that. you know
2: they were going to make it? And he was dating like a hundred people.
1: Well, I knew that he had the trifecta, but I was talking to Barnett <laughs> multiple <laughs> times a day, like multiple times a day. like almost a lot of the time I spent in the lounge, I was spending time with Barnett and Damien and trying to help them. Cause like, they were kind of, what do I do? What do I choose? It's such a permanent decision. How do I figure this out? So it helped them. And since I still had dates with, like Gina and Amber and Elsie, I would help them through, like, through the pods as well. Just like, hey, you know, Matt's or Barnett's choosing all these girls. He proposed to Jessica. Now he's proposing to me. Like, what should I do? And so I would like help them through the pod of like, okay, let's figure out what you're looking for and who you're after. And so I, I spent a lot of time with those. So I think Gina and Damien and Amber and Barnett were the ones I was pretty confident in just because I'd spent so much time talking to them. And I knew Lauren and um, Cameron were definitely going to make it. And the rest of them were kind of uh, up in the air because, you know, Either like uh, Diamond and Carlton, I didn't have too much interaction with. Um, So, like as far as like on a personal level, so obviously we hung out in the lounge uh, with Carlton, but uh, across the pod, I didn't have too much interaction with Diamond. So, um, those I didn't. I wasn't super confident on.
2: Okay, okay. so it's. I mean, because that's. I would think that if you're there, you can feel the chemistry. So yeah.
1: Well, it was just. I mean, we were we were talking about love and marriage and everything for eighteen to twenty hours a day. And we're going in and out of dates constantly. And we were in the lounge constantly and talking constantly. So how
2: much was the sleep? How much was a set schedule? Like what, what was the schedule? Like a daily routine? Did they in the morning, they said, all right, today you're going to do this. You can take a nap at this time today. Like you're going to eat at this time or was it free flowing?
1: It was, you need to be out in the lounge at this time. So we had to get up and get ready and all that. Um, And then they would start the process of getting us into our morning dates. And They would tell us, you know, there was 10 pods total and they would say okay these this number you're in next and then they would pull us out and do all that and then um like it got we all got pretty tired because they gave us the option to go to sleep for some of the night dates and yeah. we, you know since we're about to make a big decision all of us wanted to just keep talking so we kind of worked ourselves kind of dry um and a lot of us ended up taking naps in the lounge in between dates and and things like that so
0: yeah what do you what do you think about like uh like all the
1: memes going around that are of you <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think they're I think they're hilarious. The meme I mean, guy. <laughs> Everyone, me. I mean, most people were like, he's a plant or he's a producer. And I take <laughs> that as a compliment because it just means that you know uh, maybe it's just the way I speak or uh, the way I carry myself. It stands out, which is good. You know, that's a positive thing. So yeah. I was I was thankful for that. And then there was a couple ones that were just absolutely hilarious because it's fun when you can kind of see what someone else's perspective of you is. Like someone said, I was a a tall. Tyrion Lannister and that one was just amazing that was just like such a interesting I think it's because like a certain certain angle like my head head is like similar yeah so that's super cool Peter Dinklage is an awesome person so I'm so glad that's there but it's just there's pieces there and then a lot of people told me that my voice sounds like Ryan Reynolds so I don't I don't I don't hear it because it's my voice but I've gotten that a lot like Lively's
2: husband okay I like that that turn, uh, but the the first one was so spot on. How tall are you?
1: I am six foot three.
2: So you're like the literally the polar opposite of <laughs> you guys. Got to like get a photo side by side. Paul, put a photo of like put it right there in the corner because that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. All right, are are we done with with the uh the the love is blind? We're going on to the average to savage questions.
0: No, 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 hold on. What oh. about I-, I was gonna. <laughs> No, I was going uh, to ask too, like, has this changed uh, your way that you look at love?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I did a couple of interviews on this as well. And I think it's the side of the pod experiment that I, I hope um, at some point gets more coverage. Because I think it's a, it's a really good commentary on where we are now in the modern day, right? Because, you know, they, they took our phones away. We had no distractions. We had no responsibilities. We all took time off of work. And we were just there without any electronics, without anything else going on. And a lot of us ended up kind of getting in touch with ourselves or kind of coming face to face with our baggage in, in anticipation of being someone's partner, right? So like a lot of it, we went through a lot of emotional breakdowns and breakthroughs and a lot of us grew and changed because of you know us just being in this 10-day meditation exercise of just being alone in this thing, right? I think that was kind of a big eye-opener. And it also, you know, you, you treat someone differently if you're intending to propose to them than if you're just on a first date, yeah. right? Like, like, okay, well, yeah, I have 10 days to figure this out. Now. Yeah. So you're like, do you want kids? How many kids do you want? What is, you know, like how many times a day do you want to have sex or a week? Like, what are you oh. looking for in sex? Like you have to ask these questions, right? Because you're about to be married to them. You have to know what day-to-day life is going to be like and what their values I don't are. I think everyone
2: was asking those questions because once they had to get to regular life where they weren't in the pods anymore, some couples just, you know, it was different transition. So you might have been ahead of the curve asking those things.
1: Mm-hmm. It's important. So- I mean, talk about religion and all those other things, right? Like you want to know the whole gambit if you're about to tie the knot, you know?
2: Have you, have you dated since the engagement ended? hmm Are you dating right now?
1: I am dating right now, yeah.
2: Oh, so you're finding a li- Okay. So the, uh-huh. the, does the person you were dating, they know about your whole love is ex- love is blind experience? Of course.
1: Yeah, of course.
2: Oh, interesting. <laughs> does the person live here in Atlanta? I'm no. intrigued.
1: <laughs> are you here in are Atlanta as well? I guess you experiment? are. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is like
2: rapid fire, but are you guys doing your own experiment? Like, because it's almost like the pot again, where we're, we're stuck yep. in our houses.
1: That's kind of the joke, right? Is that like, this is basically, uh, the quarantine edition of Love is Blind, right? And that's what everyone's <laughs> right. trying to, have to figure it out. It's, it's, it's interesting because it's, it's a forced uh, distance relationship for a lot of people. Um, and I, I think that there'll probably be some interesting studies into how many marriages or couples started, how many broke up, like what happened uh, How to many families. Rona
2: babies.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, yeah. the quarantines.
2: The quarantine <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> And uh, wait, do you know if there's gonna be a season two?
1: There is going to be a season two. It is going yeah. to be cast in Chicago, and they are casting right now. Wow. Oh, is that breaking news? No, I mean, they, they announced no, it I weeks I knew, ago. I knew that. I knew
2: that,
0: yeah. Paul. So you're a little bit <laughs> late. I guess I'm late. I'm late. All right. Go sign up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm good. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So you ready for some fun questions? or you going to go from average to savage? Sure. Uh, what's your favorite
1: song right now? My favorite song right now. Good question. I suck at favorite questions. because I have so many. <laughs> well, I got uh, too, so. It's probably some uh, EDM song. I've been listening a lot to Foo Fighters as well in the last couple of days. Just hit a, hit a wind, you know? Right. Okay.
2: Okay, what was your aim name? Back in the AOL instant messenger days, I'm RDM Taz reporting for duty. I've entered the chat.
1: Nice. I think mine was like Zyreel. It was some like edgy... Like oh,
2: so you gamer. were like a gamer from birth. Like oh, yeah. Now, like-
1: I've been gaming since I was like in the single digits of age. Oh, my. Hardcore. <laughs> yeah. How'd you get the name uh, Dry Bear, right? Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, when I started doing casting and content creation and the stage work, I wanted to kind of have like uh, my online name. Um, and I wanted something that was unique and easy to say and memorable. So I just kind of, it, it's like loosely based on if you're ever in a snowy state, um, they call dry bears the people that stay inside instead of going out and playing in the snow oh. um, so it kind of like had that little element of like yeah game or whatever but it's also i i think it's it's easy to say easy to remember and it's also just kind of um innocent but it's, it's cool uh, it's yeah, cool. As you it's, know it's a it's chill cool. fun name yeah. to say you know
2: That's a really cool name so what's something like what's something people don't know about you a hidden talent something that no one i shouldn't say no one because so, people know something but most people don't <laughs>
1: Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Like I said, I don't, I don't really have a good inventory of A like, hidden
2: talent. You played a sport I in think. high school. Can you I played,
1: juggle? I played lacrosse in high school. Okay. Um, uh, I used to play saxophone.
2: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Um, yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> I don't Do you know. have a
2: wedding ring ready in case you need to propose at <laughs> <in> any moment?
1: <laughs> no, I don't
2: okay just curious
1: <laughs> just in case do I do they provide
2: and... you guys with the rings yeah they did oh man see that's why you need to get on the show if anybody was preparing it mm-hmm. like let me get let me get that ring
0: that's right and my my last one what's your top five favorite video games
1: oh god the the <laughs> hardest question ever um i would say final fantasy 7 is up there um and they just they just uh, launched the first episode of the remake which is awesome mm-hmm. um final fantasy 7 Probably Warcraft 3, World of Warcraft, Counter-Strike, um, and then Diablo, probably. Diablo. Diablo.
0: You're a PC guy, right?
1: Uh, I would, yeah, I started out as a PC guy. And then when I joined the gaming industry, um, you know, obviously, especially like, like, like being a game director, I had to kind of play all platforms. So I started playing. I mean, at, at my peak, I was, I was trying to force myself to play like 30 new games a week just so I get a sense of the market Whoa, and what's going on and uh, like download phone games and console games and PC games and keep trying them and all that stuff. It's good to know like what's out there and what people are digging. Yeah, for sure. I don't know.
0: I don't know if I want to play that many games. though.
1: <laughs> that, that <laughs> well, many. some of them I only played for an hour, right? Like it depends on or not. I be like, <laughs> all right, this one, this one stinks. That like, next. <laughs> yeah. Or that it's just like, I kind of get it, like get what they're doing. I see what genre this is and you know, how they're making their money and all that stuff. So yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and
0: uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you at?
1: Yeah, you can find me uh, online on social at Rory Nobro Rory Newbro, or Dry Bear, um, and then you can
0: just check out their Instagram. Yes. <laughs> there you go. All right, again, appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Thank you Thank so you much. Roy. It's been a pleasure.